All right, we are back. The uh, top of the hour there. Uh, 8.04 on a Monday morning. And we're glad that you're with us. Did we get a winner? We haven't got a winner. Okay. I guess nobody wants to go to the ARC. <laughs> <laughs> no. I couldn't hear you, Roger. You, you're muffled. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to know what he has to say. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's a lot of anticipation for not much response. (laughs) But all right, let's get back on track. Sorry, we're we're back. We're back. We're back, and we can you can still call and give that question one more time. Okay. Who said a man can receive nothing except to be given him from heaven? All right. So anyway. We have uh, a, a special guest with us in the studio. Uh, normally, she comes on right after we go off the air on Mondays, but she's with us in studio today, and that's Miss Renee Arterburn. That's right. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yes, Arterburn. All right. Yes. All right. I have. Uh, I've uh, always you, you get to a point where, when you know somebody for a while, you, and you say, "Well, how do you say your last name?" and it's almost uh, too late. That ship has sailed, So, uh, but I had to just swallow my pride and say, how do you pronounce your last name? Because people say it so quickly, but you, you've, you've had this trouble for a while. People mispronounce your last name. We've been called everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. I answer by many names. Okay. All right. I we're really gl- thought they were pronouncing it Alderman. I, I w- I've always said Alderburn, but I knew that wasn't right, but I couldn't get it. Straight in my head, so Archerburn. There you go. We got it. We got it. But she, uh, you're usually on at uh, 9 a.m. on Mondays. Uh, Is there another time slot too? I think it's Sunday. Sunday Mm -hmm. night at seven. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's right. Right. So, and it's always a pleasure to uh, hear from you. And and uh, so usually when I leave on on Monday mornings, uh, I'm out running errands, so I get to listen to you on my way home. Good. uh, It's always a uh, it's always a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, actually heard a lot of good feedback on it, too. I think Brother Greg said that um, he has his group of Box 2 preachers that he listens to. <laughs> like, he has his his certain ones that he always listens to, and you were in that category. And he said he said it just helps him throughout the day. And I think even— How me, does he pronounce her last name? No, I'm just now, I don't know. I, I think he just says Renee. Like, I, I don't even think he messes well, with it. Well, it used to be a lot of people would say, who is that woman? Well, I was just getting ready to interject that to Miss Gretchen, Dad. Yeah. Just say that woman, because Brother Ron, <laughs> somebody one. would call and say, that woman, so that's who he used to refer me to is that woman. I guess, were you the only woman preacher that we had uh, there on the radio there for a while? And so everybody... No, because Miss Bodie's been on there for years, so... Yeah, that was a uh, Monday night. Yeah. And... Uh, Maybe to have like a single show, there probably right. wasn't as many. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But it's so funny because Gretchen's kind of showing me how to do the mic. <laughs> the back where we do the studio, they're pulling it away from me because, like, <laughs> I'm like, it's so loud when you go back to do it. But hey, that's good. My dad used to say, Your mouth's going to get you in trouble one of these days. Because <laughs> I, when I came out of the womb, I had that voice, you know? <laughs> and, but thankful to the Lord that he's just using that voice to hopefully, you know, strike the ground to move into people's heart right. and to really call them back to repentance and to know the Lord. Yeah. I mean, at the mm-hmm. end of all of our days is, do you know God? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and to make him known. Amen. 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 And then, Mom, you go down to her Bible study with Miss Renee, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how often do you do that? Bible well, study? we do that every third um, Thursday of the oh, month. Boy, I can't keep up with stuff like and that. And <laughs> it was so unique how it happened. My husband and I had the opportunity to go into Indiana to pray mm-hmm. for um, a family member of mine. She's 84 years old at the time. She had COVID. She's in a COVID ward, very depressed. But this time you could still get in. They let you get in if you were. Mm-hmm. And when we went in, she had been there like nine days, no food, and was dying. And we got the blessed opportunity to anoint with oil and to pray. And I knew that this was a very demonic oppression that had hit her. And we just began to pray and sing the worship of God and pray over her. And just took authority over that that was trying to just make her want to give up, you know. And I remember uh, she sat there and started weeping. And she had lost her husband 20 years before. And she said... I'm so lonely, and it struck a chord to my heart. And when I went out, I got in the car with my husband, and I said, she is one of many widows or women or even women maybe with a husband that's not saved, that's lonely. I have to open up my house. Mm -hmm. I love it at church, but there was just something about breaking bread in the home that just really resonated with the Spirit of the Lord in my heart. We opened it up the first time. I think we had 25. Now, my house is not huge. I was telling the lady out there, I said, now you kind of understand the book of Acts when they fell out the window, you know, because they're like cramming them in corners. But there's just a thirst and a hunger. And, you know, it just changes every month. I don't cheat. I'm sorry. I don't teach it. We have a lady from our church, uh, Deborah Morgan. Mm -hmm. She's the real estate lady that she teaches it and does a phenomenal job. But I think there's just a camaraderie when you break bread and you love Messiah and their hearts just leave full. So we're excited about that. And on a great note, my aunt, who had just begged to die for nine days or so, she didn't want to live. She wouldn't even let them put food in her mouth. When we left, two hours later, she called her grandson and said, Come to this hospital, get me out, and I want food. <laughs> and that was just what the Holy Spirit Amen. had did because the enemy had just made her give up, and it was so demonic. And we knew when we entered the room, it was the spirit of death on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's 85 and thinking about going back to work. And I was like, <laughs> praise the Lord. Good. Amen. He turns right. our mourning into dancing. Wow. All right. What's All she right. going to do? Well, she had actually worked at Toyota, I think, the motor plant for all those years. And she told my mom the other day, she said, I asked him at the Goodwill, you think I could work for you? (laughs) She's a spitfire, but I think that even the strongest that we can be in our strength, sometimes we find ourselves so broken. Mm -hmm. And we need somebody to come in and pray and remind us that God is bigger than where we're at. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did that day. And she told me several months later when I called her, she said, had you and Kenny not come to pray for me, I think I, I would have died. I don't think I could have come out of it. Yeah. It was bigger than I was that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so praise God. But yeah. he's doing the same for not just my aunt, <laughs> many people. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's great. That's a good story. <laughs> uh, by the way, Miss Kay Decker called in with the answer to their, our trivia question. So. Uh, turned her morning into dancing as well. <laughs> uh, Which what was, was John the Baptist. Okay. He was the man that yeah. a man can receive nothing except to be given from heaven. That was right. John the Baptist. 
You said uh, at your Bible study there, you mentioned breaking bread. Are you talking about physically or spiritually or both? <laughs> we do both. All right. We do both. We do communion a lot. Uh, we do uh, usually dessert. This okay. week, I think we're doing thank, uh, see Friendsgiving. <laughs> uh, but there's just something mm-hmm. about fellowship. And we do that at our church once a month. We're a small little congregation in Horse Cave, but we break bread because there's something about when you have a meal with somebody that That's it right. really just puts you together, mm-hmm. not just in spirit, but in heart. And we love that. We love it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. That's, I love breaking bread. <laughs> Especially when your daughter-in-law makes bread like mine does, yeah. fresh bread. Spiritually and physically. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. She brought some, uh, was it two? Was the it last, last, the, the last, last time. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, She's and, baking artisan and it, it bread. It was still warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. I love how Messiah used all the pictures in the natural to show us in the spiritual. Yeah. That's kind of my, you know, my wheelhouse is to take the Old Testament mm-hmm. and to make it come alive in the New Testament. And, I mean, even Jesus come out of the house of bread, Bethlehem. Yeah. And, you know, God wants, he's the bread of life. He wants fresh bread in our life daily. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to get me too stirred up. Your daddy used to say, (laughs) wind her up and let her go. Because, you know. I'm I'm writing about that this month in our newsletter, Fresh Bread, about fresh bread. Isn't that precious? Mm -hmm. I remember remember listening to a message by Jonathan Kahn years ago about, I think it was Ruth, and there was a famine there. Was it in Bethlehem? There was a Mm -hmm. famine there. There was no bread Mm -hmm. in Bethlehem or the house of bread and that you know and it was the, the spiritual implication behind that not just the physical but also the spiritual but wow I but you that. know you think about pastors today and that's yeah. so good to even kind of you know uh springboard off of that how many pastors today are not giving their people bread yeah. mm. I'm pretty weepy today because the <laughs> Lord's really took me through some pruning this week and you know, that's going to be the reprimand of God against those that are in leadership. Did you give my people fresh bread? Mm-hmm. Did you open up the word of God and did you pour out the bread of life to where people, you know, you know, we want something that satiates us in life. You eat something. I love chocolate. <laughs> you know, sometimes I can just get in the refrigerator and dig and dig, but I got to have that one thing. And he is that one thing, Gretchen. He's mm-hmm. the bread of life. And I've been pretty weepy even over myself this week. Like, God, I don't never want to pour anything out to your people that's not sustaining. You know, I, I even kind of correlate it to a, a nation where we're gluten-free. Nobody can eat bread. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, there's got to be something because bread is the staff of life. Mm-hmm. God wants us to hunger and desire, but he also wants us to be full. And he doesn't want us to have stale bread. You know, if you the way they used to make bread, mm-hmm. it didn't have all that preservative in mm-hmm. it. It had to be baked, Jason, constantly mm-hmm. because it would go bad. Mm-hmm. But I think about how much preservatives that oh, have been yeah. put in the gospel and people are not getting a genuine word of God. Mm. I come up under people that just train me in the Lord. The word of the Lord, like Ron Miller, my aunt Joyce, great men and women of God. I read a lot of the old people that just put a word in you that set a fire under your sister and it stirred you and you just couldn't get enough. and You wanted more and more and more. And so this just this week, the Lord's just been showing me how his house, the house of the Lord is lacking 
of fresh bread, but I had a little bit of something that I felt like the Lord gave me, but I don't want to be no, go ahead. abrupt. Go ahead. I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do on. today. I, yeah. I, I, I give uh, Gretchen, I said, what's on the agenda for tomorrow? Because <laughs> you don't want to put me in front of a mic because I might get in trouble. But. Well, uh, I think the agenda is just wind her up and let her go. Yeah. <laughs> wind her up. But, uh, Brother Ron used to say she's chopping corn. She's chopping corn. But yeah. You know, it's just uh, such a passion. I did a I did a message last year about you know uh, in First Samuel, mm-hmm. when the nation of Israel and the state that it's in, and it's the same state where the church is in. You know, it's the same state of where we personally can be with the Lord. You know, I think sometimes I love. It's kind of like what the Holy Spirit was showing me this morning. I think, and you will. Agree with this, Gretchen, Jason, and I'm sorry. Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> I love that. Well, hey, where are you? Okay, Hannah. But uh, I think sometimes when we try to correct where we've been, and I think the Lord was trying to correct some of where we had been with the holiness movement with grace. Because sometimes you have to correct moves. They get a little di- bit off in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And when we go to correct that, we go to the other direction, and we, we just plop over to the other side over, um, we overextend uh-huh. that theology mm-hmm. and so god loves just balance he loves just weights he wants everything in our life to be balanced out and i think to do that we have to be so careful that we're biblical in our teaching and i think we we saw the holiness move but i think it got to a place to where it just was man's religion Mm -hmm. and so god was pouring out grace and showing Mm -hmm. the church but we extend it too far that way and he's trying to bring us back to you know the goodness and the severity of god he wants us to understand that that we walk in truth and balance and so in the day of samuel which we know that that's coming right off the heels of the book of judges Mm -hmm. where every man does right in his own eyes And you say, well, Sister Renee, that's Old Testament. I'm telling you, that's a word for today. That will resonate over this nation. That will resonate over the body of Christ today where everybody's like, well, do you really think the Lord expects that of us? He does because he loves us and he wants the most of us. He didn't take us out from bondage to release us into darkness. He brought us out. And I tell people this all the time. You know, he brought them out of Egypt to himself. Are we grieved if we're not with the Lord? That should be our heart is that we want the Lord. I mean, all of ministries and everything that we do is all tools that God gives us. But at the end of the day, Hannah, is do we know the Lord? Do we, do we break bread with him? Mm-hmm. We break bread with one another, but can you break bread with God in peace and have your heart clean? So here we are in the book of Samuel. And you have Eli, you have the, the clergy, the those that are serving in ministry, his sons, Hopni and Phineas, and their lives are a wreck. Oh, I gosh. mean, right here in the nation, <laughs> they're out having intercourse with those that the women that guarded the door and they're taking the best, the offerings of the people. I mean, you can see this in the house of God. God's been showing me stuff this week and my heart has just been weepy of stuff that you can see that goes on and the people have allowed it we've allowed it yeah. jason mm-hmm. and, and the thing that always struck me about that is there there didn't seem to be any remorse none Either, eli sort of corrected them i mean not really but i mean but they the boys that had no remorse and the people of israel didn't seem to mind i mean it, like there's there was no um 
I mean, it was just no weeping, just, yeah, no grieving. Yeah, it just grieving. went on, and it was like it was a normal activity. Just like today. Yeah. Just yeah. like today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God just wants to break up the fallow ground in our lives. Mm-hmm. And as I was, you know, the Lord was just showing me this. I mean, here the enemy's about to come on them. I mean, we're surrounded by so much in this nation. We're so, I mean, there, there is so much going on. The, the earth is shaking. It's shaking. And I worry, is the church going to be like the day of Samuel? They're going to be like, oh, but the Lord is going to be with us. <laughs> Don't you understand his presence? We've got the ark. We've got all the artifacts. Surely the Lord is not going to forsake us. Surely he's going to be there for us. But are we, Hannah, going to find ourselves in that day when the enemy is at our door? The door, I mean, I'm not talking just nationally, maybe even in your own home. The enemy might be crouching at your door and you take pride in the bread of yesterday <laughs> that you thought, well, I, I knew the Lord. I was saved. I've been baptized. I go to church. But you have lost the fervency, that unction, that desire to be saved and fill with the Holy Spirit and get in the word. And, oh, God, let me groan at what's going on in my children. It's just like, that's great, Jason, what you just said. Eli should have been, I mean, groaning. Oh, my gosh, look at what my sons are doing. He should have been standing and giving a rebuke and removing them. Mm -hmm. You don't see that today. And so they think God's going to be with them. And so what do they do? They go get the ark, surely. And it says they shout. They shout because surely God's going to bring the Philistines down. And the Lord was not with them. That is the most sobering thing. I've been like that all week. Lord, I don't want to have pride in myself thinking because I remember that day of being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember the word of the Lord and going to Bible school and eating the book of Genesis and weeping for six months. I remember that. But do I have that same God at my tail end today? I mean, is he in me burning passionately in me? Or have I left where I was? Do I have that unction in me today? And that just really just, and I'm just, I've been in a place of repentance this week. I don't want to stand on yesterday's. I want God to burn in me brightly today. And so I've been, I've been, you know, doing some repentance to, you know, this week, even in my own life, because I think we're standing on something that's coming. And are we ready? Is the church ready? And I feel like that this situation that the nation found themselves in failed clearly. And and I've been reading uh, the sons of Zadok, so that's got me (laughs) stirred up. But I think it goes back to even what the Lord was showing me last year. You know, it fell on those that were in leadership, Jason. Mm -hmm. Not just the people, but the leadership had not prepared the people. And because they were not in a place... My husband preached a message yesterday. It was so powerful. And he said, what you, what you, you're, you are born and you rebirth things. And he said, what are you letting get bore in your life that will be rebirthing your sons? Mm-hmm. You know, you might yeah. think, oh, well, that little bit of pornography is not going to hurt me. It's not going to, but it's going to escalate and manifest in your children mm-hmm. or even what us mothers do. Like, you know, and that could flip to the other side. Let God be born in your life and rebirth in your children that you raise up generations of godly sons and daughters that are Mm -hmm. sitting here today (laughs) because of what you did in the Lord. 
And you know, and it just, it really just moved in my heart yesterday to think about that. Lord, I want to rebirth the grace of God. I want that to be in my life. I don't want to think that yesterday's going to be okay. I want to walk in what God has. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And, and I, I really didn't make the connection till you were talking there, but yeah, the people of Israel they they just expected the Lord to be with them, and but He wasn't when when that when the Philistines came up. You know, they just thought, well, He'll you know He's always been here before, you know. But they're walking in that sin, and you know the Lord was not there. You know, He did He did not answer their call. You know, um, and, they were taken captive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> taken captive, and yeah. the spirit of the Lord went into the enemy's camp. Yeah. And it really just, it, it, where is, why are we not weeping over that? Yeah. yeah. You know, why are we not weeping that, you know, I think so. And it goes back, I was reading that Sons of Zadok this week by C.R. Oliver. And it goes back to where we are. I think because we wanted to correct some of the, a little bit of the error yesterday, we overkill in today. Mm-hmm. And it really like, and the Lord been showing me, my husband, serve the altar, serve what I'm giving you. And I'll minister to the people. And I think so often we have a mindset. We want people to come into our church. We want to grow, but at the expense of offending God. Mm-hmm. How is that true growth if you can sit in the house of the Lord and there's no change? Yeah. I'm going to get weepy on here today. <laughs> How is that true growth that you can come and sit and never be broken open and mourn for what's in you? I, God breaks us and crushes us so he can rebuild us like Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's, he's not mad. He's full of love. Yeah. And I had a hard time with the prophets because I came out of an angry household with my dad. And so Jeremiah and Ezekiel were people I didn't want to talk about because <laughs> that sounded like my dad. And it took years of me to heal to know that that was God. It was years that he's dealing with them, Jason. He yeah. loved them. He's passionate. He gets to a place like, I'm done because I brought you out to bring you as my special treasure. And you are whoring after other gods. You don't even come to my gate anymore with an intent, with a pure heart. You come only because you're trying to fix yourself, but you go and defile yourself over and over. You don't want me. You want it. So if that's what you want, I'm going to give it. But even in that, he's always wooing them back because he takes them to Jeremiah and said, I'm going to wash you. And in Ezekiel, I'm going to wash you with clean water. I mean, even in his anger, he's got mercy. He's pulling and tugging and he's trying to get their attention because the righteousness of God demands justice. And that's why he has to send his son because he's like, I've got to find someone that will go even beyond to bring them into restitution. And so it's just the grace of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, you are right. Wind, wind her up and let her go. <laughs> That's good. That's a good word, though. <laughs> That's, a, That's great. Very on time word. Yeah. But I mean, here they are. They're in the. the I mean, the. I mean, gosh, can you imagine? They think God's with them, and mm-hmm. they are beat up. And here they are when they get the word that God has not been with them. Eli dies. Yeah. Hopney and Phineas they lose their life. And, you know, I, I'm talking to people today and myself, you think you're okay. 
and you're on a a platform of just compromise and you think the Lord is with you. I heard of a a, a, a minister one time and this church fell and it grieved my heart because God showed me in Kings what he told Solomon. He said, you know, I, I don't, can't remember the exact chapter, but the glory of Solomon's temple and how beautiful it was. And, you know, you look at that and it's like, wow, look at this ministry. Look how God, look what God's doing. He's building and he's increasing us. But God gives him a warning and he says that if you don't obey me and you forget the commandments of your father and you go your own way, I, the Lord, am going to destroy that. And the people will walk by and say, look what the Lord has done. So we have to be careful that sure as we rise, Gretchen, we can fall. Mm -hmm. And it's only the sustaining power of the Holy Spirit and that desire to know God, to know him, to love him. And if we really love him, then we'll want to tell the people the truth so they can come in and find God, that we can be emptied of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's just like what you said, a man can only give what God's given. Mm -hmm. You, yeah. We got to empty ourselves so that what's in us is not given out. It's only what God puts in us that's given out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's good. And so, amen. That's uh, 1 Samuel 1 through 5. Amen. That covers that. So if you want to read that for yourself, that'd be, uh, that'd well, be a good... Well, you don't want to stop there, Jason. That, well, <laughs> you want to go on over to chapter 7. <laughs> okay. Because Samuel calls them to repentance. Oh, yeah. Such a, this is a picture of revival. You've got an apostate church. I'm telling you, you might be in a church that's got three services and you can't get the people in. Yeah. And they are saying, the Lord is with us and the worship is going and the shout of Adonai is in our camp. But the enemy might be at the door, Hannah, mm -hmm. because the people are being served and not the Lord. Mm -hmm. You serve the Lord, Hannah, in your worship. <laughs> when you get up there, you minister unto God and you bathe him with your worship like Samuel did. And you let the Lord minister to the people mm -hmm. and when you get that order right dick rubin always said sister gretchen when the order's right when the pattern's right pattern's right the, the glory, glory falls fall. mm -hmm. yeah. that's good and so samuel calls them to repentance jason and guess what god restores right. the nation amen uh, well, the pattern is for up for a break, so we got. Oh, okay, you'll have to call me. <laughs> no, you're you're good. You're good. We're uh, we're actually uh, we're normally we're normally uh, several minutes over the break, so you're doing better than we normally do. <laughs> so we'll come right back in just a few few minutes there with uh, our last segment of the day, mornings with box two. All right, we are back here after that break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. It's been a great um, hour so far. Well, it hasn't been an hour, but this 8 o'clock hour, 8 to 9 o'clock. Um, and I just I want to get into more of it. So. Yeah, you know, we're having church right there in the break. In the break. <laughs> yeah, we could have just kept talking and just kept the, kept the mics on. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned a – is it a book by this uh, Mr. Oliver – yeah, I had it on my shelf for years. It's, yeah. I've got a library uh, in the back of my house, and I have uh, books from ceiling to floor pretty much. And okay. I had this book for years and had actually loaned it out to a friend of mine. And I went by her uh, house one day, and I saw it, and I said, Are you reading that book? And she said, No, you gave it to me a long time ago. I was like, Can I get it back? <laughs> but he'd just really been 
uh, ministering to my heart, but God is really good to set you up, Jason. Yep. Mm-hmm. He'll start speaking to you about something, and he's leading you into a path of something to give you a revelation. Uh, but it's a book called The Sons of Zadok, and I I, I might have had, the, I don't know how long, years I've had this book yeah. and had not been drawn to it till now. And uh, it, it's a book about uh, by a man named C.R. Oliver. Okay. And he was a pastor for 28 years and I think a professor at a college where he taught uh, social science and mm-hmm. different stuff. And mm-hmm. so, but the book really highlights the difference in Ezekiel 44 about that God would allow the Eli system, and that kind of falls in with what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. The ministers of Eli could continue to minister, but they would minister only to the people, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't come in God's presence. Only the sons of Zadok could because they were righteous. Zadok means righteousness, Mm -hmm. holiness. And so that kind of explained a lot of what I've been seeing. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand some things I see in ministries. How are things continuously thriving? How are, and this book really opened up my understanding that God is just saying, you go ahead, you go ahead, you keep ministering, you keep ministering, but you don't get me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what me and Hannah was just talking about with worship, you know, and it's at the end of the day, Jason, mm-hmm. do we want the Lord or do we want ministry? Uh, we had a, a gentleman came to our church one time and I never forgot what he says. He said, if you build the kingdom, it will sustain itself. But if you build an empire, it strikes back. And I think we have got in the place in the United States of America, it's all about ministry, 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 ministry. To the people, to the people. To the people. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's this ecumenical gospel. We just get them in, get them in, get them in. And I mean, I am terrified that I would stand before the living God and he said, you told them what? You said, I said, what? And yes, God is holy. And yes, I don't care... Though your sin be as scarlet, they will be white as snow when God's finished because he washes you. It doesn't matter how deep your pit is. It doesn't matter how dark the sin has been. God will deliver you and he will make you clean. So we're bypassing that move of God and the men of old. I remember Brother Ron always said, listen to a dead preacher one hour a day. (laughs) And that's what my husband does. And I'm telling you, it's transformed my husband's life. God has done something in that because you have to reach to the old and the new and let God do something in your life. Amen. I don't know why, but early on in our ministry, I I think maybe there was a few younger preachers that I realized, you know, they're off. Mm. You know, so I thought, I'm not going to listen to anybody unless they're over 80. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and we when we first started the Christian school, uh, we'd go to a lot of conferences and stuff, uh, you know, related to the school and the sword of the Lord. That was uh, mm. John and, R. Rice. Yeah, you know, John R. Rice. And you mm. know, they were, and they, we would have these conferences where they we'd go to these conferences, and then most of the speakers were over eighty. So, and uh, you know, and so, uh, and but oh, they were, you know, they were so solid, you know, and you know, they weren't into like the the big. Well, they were. They did talk about being spirit-filled, but not in the manifestations like that we were used to with the charismatic movement. But it, but it was so solid, so good. And uh, uh, I remember being at a church in uh, in Chattanooga, and and the one one of the 
preachers, and, and he got up and teased, you know, about being the, the piano player was so far from the organ player, you know, that they, I forgot how he said they had to telephone each other or something, you know. To, oh, of course, my that goodness. was back before a lot of the technology and stuff. But anyway, uh, but that, that day uh, he gave his text, and, uh, I mean, uh, I, I nudged Brother Ron, and I said, listen, and you could hear all those those Bibles being, you know, them really leafing through their Bibles to find the yeah. <laughs> find the scripture text, you know. And it was, you know, it was amazing, you know, just the sound of that, you know, going through the Bible. But anyway, that's a wow. But it, uh, you know, just the the things that I learned, you know, you know, from those those men of God, you know, because I remember as a kid mm-hmm. that Dad would listen to those preachers. He would turn on his a cassette player <laughs> while he was getting ready in the bathroom taking a shower and all that stuff it would wake me up every morning yeah. about 6 a.m I'd, I'd wake up to jack hiles or john r rice you know those old preachers br lakin yeah do you have cassettes jason uh, no i do not i'm the probably the only woman at 54 years old that has seven boxes of cassettes right now in my garage and my kids laugh at me but it's that fire that was on those cassettes uh-huh. you can't yeah. get today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a bad attitude about those preachers at first. <laughs> it was because they woke me up every morning. Yeah. <laughs> but no. And he still, well, now, then, you know, in the, later in your years, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Every morning he would listen to uh, uh, CDs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, but, you know, you mentioned that, that uh, you know, godly heritage. You, you you showed both contrasts. You know how you could uh, you, your sin be passed on to your the next generation and and with with uh, Eli's sons, but also the other way around. You know your your righteousness be passed on, and, uh, and I was just teasing about having a bad attitude about them, <laughs> but but um, you know that that's that was rooted and grounded in me that love for the word and that love for good solid preaching. You know. And it's something that that I have a passion for too, and I love to uh, to hear good preaching and to hear God's word being expounded upon in a right manner. You know, and, well, it, it it digs deep inside yeah. of us. You know, we went to the conference in New York City at Times Square Church, saw mm-hmm. Nikki Cruz, R.T. Kendall, great mm-hmm. men uh, men of God. And I told people when I came back, I was just weeping. I said, God just gave me a shovel. He wants you to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. He wants you to go deeper. He wants to get to the nucleus of what's going on in your inward man. You know, my husband was saying yesterday that um, right now, the average of, you know, people that are men in the church, 55% are looking at pornography, 33% women. I've actually even heard higher s- statistics, if even that that there's just, I mean, there's just great compromise. We look yeah. at the Old Testament and go, oh, wow, the nation of Israel was a wreck. I mean, really? Where is the church today? You right. know, and the reprimand that God was doing in Ezekiel's day, and this is C.R. Oliver's talking about, God did not blame, he, he didn't blame the government of that day of where the nation got. He blamed the clergymen. He blamed those that were supposed to stand in the gap. We are to be kings and priests. If the church was really in a healthy place and was teaching like they were supposed to be teaching, and then God was moving, then you would see the nation would turn. You know, if we are exalting the Lord in a nation, then the nation turns toward the Lord. 
So, I mean, and I want to go to this point today. You were talking about the preachers of old and things mm -hmm. that are going on. I, we are talking to people today that are tuned in to Box 2 Radio. You might be that sounding voice today. You might be that young man that's hid in a cave or that little woman that's been reading the word and you've had a burning passion on the inside of you. Today, Hannah, God is raising up Deborah's. Today, God is raising up Samuel's. He's raising up men and women that will not be polluted by ecumenical gospel that's not going to minister to the people but are going to saturate themselves at the foot of the Lord and say, God, I want to eat the scroll of the book. I want fire in my bones. I want to minister unto the Lord. And then you will minister to the people. We are priests unto God. Then we are kings unto people. And so I think that part of what Jason was saying, we've been only kings to the people and no priest unto God. Mm -hmm. We haven't ministered to the Lord. And when we get that part right, then we can turn and say, thus saith the Lord God. Amen. And then we will see a nation repent. I mean, we can talk about politics and we can vote, but we got to, at the end of the day, we have to see a true move, a sustaining mm -hmm. revival come back in the house of the living God to where men tremble. I was 16 years old, got invited to the Baptist church, and I had not ever, I did not know God. I didn't know him. I heard about him. I knew a little bit about God. But I'm sitting there 16 years old, and I'm telling you, the Spirit of God shook me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was me and God that day. And I went to that altar, and I got saved. And I wasn't really able to walk in it. I tell, I tell everybody, my husband married a woman on this side of the altar, and when the, after our honeymoon, she, he got somebody totally on the other <laughs> side because I wasn't able to walk in. I didn't really understand discipleship and mentorship and I didn't understand sanctification God had really been dealing with me to come back to him and so the day after my honeymoon I was just released to come back to God in such a powerful way we're going to get baptized with the Holy Spirit and God he lived with this woman that was on fire for 10 years and he was in a unsaved state can you imagine I feel sorry for him when I think about it back then <laughs> Because, I don't see how he made it 10 years. <laughs> because, I mean, it was just, it was, I, I ran after God with everything in me because I had known darkness. I knew the world. And in my mind, you didn't play church. It was either you, like Elijah uh, on that uh, Mount Carmel, you either serve Baal or you serve God. You can't weigh between two opinions and not make a choice. Mm -hmm. And I knew. And so it was just God and God alone for me. And I ran after him with everything in me. And I'm so grateful for the the mighty men and women that God built character in me. I had such, I, well, I still have. I said such a mighty mentor, my aunt, that she would just reprove me and say, you can't do that. You got to come up higher. Yeah. And that's where God wants the body of Christ today. He wants, this is really, we're, we're ministering to ministers today, aren't we? <laughs> well, you know, we were looking at Hebrews earlier um and that that passage about how he was reproving them about um they should be teachers but they had to learn again They're still mm. on the milk yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, we got to talking about how um have you ever been reproved by someone <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. but you mentioned that how your your aunt you just said she would yeah she would skin me up good and down <laughs> <laughs> but when they when they love you yeah 
you know, you know. And, uh, well, because she saw the potential. Right, yeah. And see, that's what God, God is looking at you. And I, I want to say this because I had to go through a, just a season of my life, the love of the Lord. I'm the righteousness. We need that. We need to know who we are in Christ because I think we work from works if we're not careful. But I think we've gone so far that we just don't let people get that place of breaking and getting filled with God. Then you come from that. And if we're not careful, we're in people's sin saying, oh, you're the love of the Lord is on you. Oh, you, you know, you're the righteous. You're the apple of God's eye without there being that repentance and that breaking. Mm-hmm. And those people are like, well, what's wrong with me? I don't feel like the apple of God's eye because they've not been washed. They've not had that crushing of the Lord. He breaks us so he can remold us into his very image of his son. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I just did a quick search. You can find that book, The Sons of Zadok. You can find it on Amazon for used for about six bucks. So no excuse there. Be ready. Yeah. Be ready. It's like you read a few pages and you're like, okay, okay, Lord. And you've got to let the Now you Lord sent me a video that. last night. Uh-huh, yeah. And I have to be honest, I sat down to watch it last night. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't watch it. It's just uh, listening to it. Oh, it's it, audio. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I sat down. I mean, they have pictures, you know, of the guy and, uh, and the different things going, screaming through it. But. Okay, yeah. I sat down and I uh, thought, well, I'm going to uh, respond to these texts and I'll then I'll open your link there. <laughs> I didn't even. I don't even think I responded to one text. <laughs> I fell asleep with the phone in my hand. <laughs> to... Well, you know, I hadn't been back for four years since Brother Ron died, and yeah. he's just a real him. He and Gretchen both, Kenny and I, really considered them our covering, even though we never came under Bethel. Mm-hmm. If anybody would ask Ron and Gretchen, were our covering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm a woman teaching in an area where women don't teach. <laughs> and Ron really affirmed me. He really put that, un- just that affirmation on my life. And and when he died, it was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And But God affirms us, amen. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I met your new pastor and I immediately felt the spirit of God on him. Mm-hmm. And I was just a swell in me because I saw yeah. in my spirit, man, the seeds that have been planted in this place. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I just, you can't pull back from yesterday, but I just want to encourage those that are yeah. part of Bethel. I mean, man, get in there mm-hmm. and water the seeds that have been planted in this place and let the God of Ron Miller move in this place. I, I just, I sense a swell of revival that I just feel like the Lord wants to bring to this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like, you know, like when Moses died, the people just didn't know what to do. Yeah. But God had a Joshua in the wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to be so careful that we don't let the vision die with a man. And as much as we love Ron, he was just a tool in God's hand. Mm-hmm. Right. And he loved Amen. the Lord. And Ron would say to you, if, if he were here today, man, don't wait on me. Get up and move. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, That's God so used Joshua to take him into the land, and I, I was so encouraged by Brother Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fire and the zeal that's on him. And then Jason taught well, that I can't day. imagine you two talking together. <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> but Jason taught that day. And, I, the, hey, I listened. I went home and told my friend, my best friend. I said, oh, my gosh. You know, are you, you know, you've cleansed, but are you whole? That message was so powerful. But that kind of goes into what we're even saying. Yeah. You know, so many people have a little bit of God, Hannah. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm telling you, God wants us to have, I mean, he's a big God and he wants to do big things. And I, I just, I f- just, I want to just, just pray today that God would do that over this ministry box too. But I mean, like, I feel such a swell that the spirit of God, and you're so drawn right now, but I'm telling you what, you're not drawn to me. You're drawn to the anointing because it's the anointing that moves the burden and destroys the yoke of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And where does the anointing comes from? The anointing's the oil. It's the crushing. You know, when they would crush the olive, it go through three presses. And a lot of us want that first press. And a little bit of that crushing's okay. <laughs> but if Hannah, if you'll let him crush you, you let him keep crushing, and you go through all that crushing, and you go to stand before the people, and you minister to the Lord, that anointing's going to come out over the people. You ain't going to need to do anything. They're going to be so wiped out by the time Pastor Aaron comes. <laughs> that pastor, I mean, it's going to wreck the place. Yeah. But Bethel's not done. No. No. And, uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to Pastor Aaron uh, not too long ago. I, I've been here all my life, you know, uh, from, I don't even remember how old I was when Bethel was founded, but um, eighty, eight, So I was six <laughs> years old. Six years old, and uh, I I sense the the same excitement from the early days when I was a kid. You know, I sent that that same uh, passion. Mm. You know, and, and it's a new generation of people, and and many people that uh, you know never knew my dad or or you know came to this ministry after he passed away but that same excitement is in the air and and so it's it's exciting for me to to kind of experience that again you know amen and, so. and you have to let the morning go yeah mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to follow the new Joshua that yeah. God is leading you across mm-hmm. and those that jo- God puts around Joshua amen yeah. other right. yeah. like you your te- worshipers Gretchen mm-hmm. you yeah. have to allow that voice to come forward amen yeah. right and uh and and the Lord has raised up so many different people in our in our box to uh family too that have just been uh, instrumental in, in furthering the work of the kingdom. You know, I mean, you've been here forever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have been here a while. We don't we I? don't count you as new, but there's been new listeners, new new programmers, and things like that as well. You know, so it's just God is growing using people like yourself that have been here for a while, but also new people as well. And God is just doing great things, and so we're excited about what God is doing, and mm-hmm. and excited also that we're partnering with other ministries. As you know, so. Yeah. But I do feel new because yeah. I hadn't been back for four years. Yeah. And when I came, we came with, you know, Wally and Amy. But yeah. uh, I do feel new. It feels like it's all, like new to me. Like yeah. there was a season that yeah. I just didn't come. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt actually disconnected. Yeah. And I feel like the Lord has just revived something by my coming. Yeah. And Gretchen coming to our Bible study and stuff. So, And I would encourage people that just maybe like they fell by the wayside because brother ron you mm-hmm. know i mean the god of abraham isaac and jacob wants to revisit the wells of yeah. salvation mm-hmm. in each and whenever all of our lives yeah. amen and he wants to do an amazing work in each and every one of us now can we pray sure we pray? Yes, i'm gonna bust too. on the inside we got what four minutes left yeah. uh-huh. oh father spirit of the living god oh lord we weep in our hearts today that have we left the oracles of God? Have we left those places, those places that would have given us salvation? Have we given ourselves over to broken cisterns and turned away from the fresh living water? 
Oh God, only you know, but we cry out to you today that you would give us a heart that would desire to worship you, the living one true God. Oh God, I cry out to you on behalf of us and those that are here and those that are listening today that you will break up the fallow ground in each and every one of our lives. Call us to repentance. Oh God, that you would pour out a fresh new move of conviction. Oh Lord, don't let us be like them in the days of 1 Samuel. Surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is with us. He will not deny us our day of deliverance. He will not deny us. Oh God, may we weep and mourn. May we not be like them when Eli's sons were destroyed and a, a child was born and that day they called it Ichabod that the glory of God had departed the house oh God I cry in my spirit could that be me oh Lord Lord let me not hold to the confidence of yesterday but let me be stirred with a fervent passion to desire the Lord in a new day in this hour in the hour that I'm in may we all weep and mourn for the condition of the house of the Lord like in the day of Ezekiel when he went and saw the degradation that was in God's house. Lord, is that sitting in our house? Not just our geographic homes, but in the house of the Lord. And pastors that are listening, may you weep and mourn. May you stop and say, what is the degradation in my house? May we turn once again and say, this is the house of Adonai. And may we weep and mourn for what is in his house house. Oh God, forgive us because we have fallen asleep. It said, Eli's eyes grew dim. Have we grown dim? Have we lost the power of the Spirit of God because we desire to please the people more than we desire to bathe you in our worship? Oh Lord, how can that come to us once again? Only you, oh Lord, can visit us with a sovereign move and I pray, God, that you do that to each and every one of us, that you visit us with that sovereign move, that shaking of the ground, that we will once again want the true living God in our midst, like Samuel did when he called the people, put away your idols, put away that which you have loved and thought was righteous, and mourn and weep and suck and ashes and let the living God come to you once again and you Lord as you always do you restored them in the day of Samuel and I pray oh God that you would do that and I lift up Bethel I pray for a fresh fire to come to this place. I'm asking you, Lord, for Aaron and the men and women around him that you would do a new work in this place. And they will be men and women that will love the Lord and they will not be satisfied with comp compromising. They will say the Lord is not in that and I will not compromise. That they will hunger and yearn for what is God. And so, God, I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, even box two, that, Lord, that whatever's not of you, that you take it out and you fill empty vessels with the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 All right. Well, Miss Renee, we thank you so much for coming <laughs> in. That was great. That was a great word. And, and uh, guess what? You get more of Miss Renee right now. <laughs> uh, she's coming up. Uh, her program is, airs at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, so we're out of here. It's uh, Our time is up, and we'll be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Uh, be with us, but right now, uh, Miss Renee's up again, so 
uh, yeah, right on the bunny, right on the button there. So thank you all for listening. Have a great day.